0: Love Talk Radio
1: Yeah These are the nights that you remember forever These are the feelings you want to last forever Sharing with your niggas that you can laugh with and cry together Raise your glass get flat live your life and then fly together These are the times that sure they live for If she die for you, then give her everything to live for These are the times that I prepared for Late night, early mornings, also I can stay on course To turn my dreams into reality Uh, yeah I say of course To turn my dreams into reality I say of course I won't do this for the glory Cause everybody got a story. (laughs) when <laughs>
0: the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. You're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. So today, um, I have a very special guest. She goes by the name of Lee Fishman. She is an author, uh, mostly known for her current uh, book called *Medium Skilled*. Um, there's just by the cover of the book, um, there's there's a lot more to it than just a novel and a story that we can make a movie out of. So we're gonna talk about that and see what um, what *Medium Guild is all about. Uh, hello, Miss Lee, how are you? Hi, Sasha. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. How about by you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, before we start, I'd like to thank you for your time, for being on the show today. Um, Tell us a little bit about, or tell us about Medium's Guild. What is uh, this book all about to you, and what is it supposed to mean to the people that read it?
1: Well, the timing is perfect for Medium's Guild. It, it, It kind of starts around this time of year, around Halloween, and it's a year in the life of a psychic and the main character, her name is Margo. She sells real estate by day, but by night, in order to, she's a single mom, in order to support her kids in the style that they'd like to become accustomed to, she reads fortunes and uh, reads tarot cards and kind of, you know, makes extra money that way. So she really just considers herself what you would call a garden-variety psychic. She never went into... uh the psychic realm in more than just you know reading cards for neighbors and friends and things like that but one day she's at a at a halloween party and she meets a young man who asks for her help and it seems that his his uh his sister's been missing for quite a few months and he asks her to help find his sister and she's kind of she's kind of taken aback. It it's not something that she ever thought she was capable of or ever even thought about doing. But she's so uh, compelled by what he tells her and what she learns about him and the family that she decides to ask some of her psychic friends to help her. And they do try. They meet together. They kind of um, go into the zone, and they're trying to get some communication from this lost individual and it doesn't really work out too well, but that night, uh, after everyone leaves, and it's time for bed, and, and my main character, Margo, has a dream, and in the dream, the missing woman appears to her and gives her a clue about where she can be found. So that kind of starts starts Margo on a journey that twists and turns, and ultimately, they do find the missing couple, but uh, it doesn't end well. So... Margot gets pulled into what she calls her 15 minutes of fame, and things kind of take off from there. Okay, so the story definitely has many mysterious aspects. Um,
0: um, Is any of this part of something that you've lived, or is it complete imagination, or is it something that you've seen someone go through? Um, what what was it about the the psychic aspect that you wanted
1: to put into the, the well? Story? When, it, years ago, um, I actually worked as a psychic, and mm-hmm. we were at a psychic fair, and someone came up to my friend, and they had a picture. It was a picture of a young woman, and mm-hmm. they they asked for help, and they said, "Can you help us find our sister? She's missing." and so that kind of stayed with me we you know we never were able to pursue that request any further than than we were able to do that night but that when somebody does something like that it stays with you and you never quite mm-hmm. forget it so that sort of helped me kick off the story um and that's that was kind of the beginning okay
0: and um I know this is medium scale is is kind of what you're really um wanting to push right now. This um the story. What um so far I, I, have you had any meeting greets? Do you have any coming up soon? Any book signing?
1: I actually have one tomorrow. Um in, in I'm in Philadelphia and it's in the Philadelphia suburbs, at a mystical shop. So the it's at the Cat's Meow Mystical Shop in Lans lansdale pennsylvania and that'll be at two o'clock tomorrow so that is just one of the um the signings that i've been doing i have another one scheduled for november 5th at one of the libraries here in philadelphia and i've done a couple at bookstores i've done uh, some radio interviews and i think this is the perfect time because it's you know everybody's kind of clued into that psychic vibe at this time of year, Halloween is coming, and you know you you feel like there's spirits in the air. So I feel like this is a perfect time of the year to really get out and spread the word about Mediums Guild. And it's a story that uh, there's a lot of. You, you had asked me before whether there were uh, some real life things that took place in the story, and there are. Um, the story kind of carries Margot into a realm where she gets hooked up with a shadowy group of consultants, and they ask her to help them uh, find a missing treasure. And one of the ways they do that is to use all kinds of psychic techniques like remote viewing and um, dousing and some other techniques to to really help locate this treasure. And one of the things that's interesting about this story – I don't know if you' ever heard of the psychic Yuri Geller. he's famous for doing a lot of psychic phenomenon, but interestingly enough, Yuri Geller became a millionaire by find by using his psychic abilities to find gold and to find minerals all over the world so there's kind of uh some some parts of the story that are based in the real world, others you know obviously like any novel it's there's uh, some creativity involved where you weave a story and put put the plot together in in a way that's a little different than anything else. But um, I think any good novel has a basis in fact, and there's a lot of things that happen in the story that actually do have a basis in fact.
0: Okay, well I'm
1: definitely intrigued uh, to to read this. To read this book um
0: it is available as an e-book on amazon and dot mm-hmm. um is it available anywhere else that you're aware of
1: it's available at, on my website at www.leefishman.net it's all uh, also available at some bookstores in philadelphia including the barnes and noble uh bookstore and the joseph fox bookstore in philadelphia but uh I encourage people to order the book through my website. There's free shipping, and I would love to send it to you and, and get it out to you before Halloween. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> so um,
0: you do have another uh, novel here called Edge of a Dream. Tell us about yes. that. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was my first novel. It's really a very different story. It's the story of what I like to call a new American couple. And this is a couple who came to America. They were from uh, Sarajevo. They, came, they left their city because there was a war going on. There was a terrible war that took place there in the 90s, and people were starving to death. They weren't able to get out of their homes because of snipers, shooting, and, and all kinds of uh, just a very violent atmosphere. And a lot of people in the city left and became refugees, and the couple in my book, Rhea and Joseph, came to this country to ex- to escape that kind of violence. Unfortunately, once, once uh, they arrived, Rhea, who uh, is, is the young wife, she had a desire to advance her career. She wanted to go to school. She got a job. Her husband, unfortunately, was looking for the easy money, and he took off and kind of left her and her and her daughter and her mother uh to themselves they they were left to survive on their own and it became a very difficult life for them to lead they were they were new to this country english wasn't their native language they uh you know they were up against a lot of prejudices that that immigrants face and they didn't know anything about the culture or about the people and they were basically mm-hmm. Starting over from the bottom. And uh so but, but little by little Rhea started to, to reestablish herself and then all of a sudden Joseph things aren't going too well for him so he remembers that he has a wife to go back to and he turns up uh at her doorstep and things become very um dangerous from then from that point on. So, um there's a lot of action, there's a lot of suspense um, I kind of enjoy writing a book that kind of leaves the reader wondering what's going to happen next because that's the kind of book that I like to read. And I, my basis of getting started in, in writing, I started out writing screenplays. And once you're writing screenplays, you're kind of t- taught to focus on the action, focus on the dialogue, and focus on moving the story along. So once I kind of incorporated that into my writing style, I decided that this was the kind of story that I wanted to write. And interestingly, Mm -hmm. um, the story kind of skips back and forth from the husband to the wife and back again. So you get both sides. It's kind of like she said, he said. And so you get two sides of the story. So that's kind of, uh, it was an interesting opportunity to, to write from two different perspectives and have two different points of view, so I really I enjoyed doing that, but it was challenging. You know, that's something very interesting
0: uh, to point out the fact that you used to be uh, you know screenwriting and book writing. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's kind of difficult to to really follow a script because there's actions being put um, and there's lines, but. Sometimes you don't really see the emotion in the lines well then as when you're reading the book, you kind of just when when you know you're reading the full story you're 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 kind of feeling everything from them imaginary person you're you're kind of picturing
1: everything in your mind the way you're reading it, so and that's I, true so I mean I know you do a lot of acting, so you, as you're dealing with scripts you're you're reading the lines and you may have the place, but you're mm-hmm. right, there's no opportunity to know what. The character is really feeling, and and the challenge of that is mm-hmm. to show that in the dialogue, which which you know is tough. And then as an actor, you know that 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 your craft comes from bringing those emotions to life. So, um, what what kind of transition uh, as a writer did you have
0: to do from writing writing screenplays, or you know, to to writing a novel, to writing something that is going to intrigue the person and make them want to read the story. Like you said, there's well, a skill yeah, that you have to pick up.
1: So. Yeah, it's, well, it's the same kind of thing because, you know, in a screenplay uh, or a script, I mean, you've got to grab whoever's, you know, well, let me just back up a little bit. One of the biggest challenges in writing screenplays is that there's not only are you writing screenplays, there's about 50,000 other people out there writing screenplays every year. Uh And Uh maybe about out of that 50,000 or maybe even more, 100,000, I think maybe, what, 400 actually see the light of day and may actually become um, a project. So you're out there and you're kind of like, you know, oh, I hope somebody looks at this, but... You know that that first page has to grab whoever's going to read this. You know, if it, if you're lucky enough to get a producer or somebody to actually take a look at it, you know you got to gra- you you've got to grab that person in the first page. If not, mm-hmm. they throw that away and they're on to the next one. So keeping that in mind, um, I wanted you know when I transitioned to novel writing, I wanted to maintain that. Uh, desire to pull the reader in right away and it's it's tough you know it's tough i mean people have a lot of uh you know there's a lot of competition for your for your time you, you've got the internet you've got youtube you've got um, movies, TV, a million things you know and so you've got to really grab that person so um Although there there is a lot of of difference between writing a novel and writing a screenplay, you still got that immediacy that you have to bring to the story. You know, you've got to open with action, pull them in, and hope that you keep them there. So it's there are similarities that um, I really was glad that I did start with the screenplay writing. I think it really it really helped me to. Also remember that every story has to be has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And a lot of times people start writing a novel, but they they're not sure how to end it. And so that was another gift that that screenplay writing gave to me. It really re- made me remember that okay, the story has a beginning, it has a middle, it has an end, and it has to have an arc where you know the story peaks and then is resolved. So. Um, that was that was great training, I think. Okay,
0: and so so let's backtrack. We we've spoken about your your experience as a writer in general, you know, and now you're an author, uh, publishing your your novels. Let's backtrack to when you actually wanted to be a writer. Like, what was it that said that I'm going to be a published writer? You know, I love writing. Your imagination, you know, you had that that imagination spark that not everyone has you know to actually put it on paper um do you remember that moment in life when you decided to grab your first pen or pencil and start
1: writing well it started you know i guess as a kid i was always drawing and doodling and writing and you know just kind of trying to put those imaginary friends that we all have on paper <laughs> um, <laughs> that stayed with me and as a as a teenager um I kind of explored that, and, and then, you know, life got in the way, and there was, you know, there was family and kids and, and all those things and career, all the things that you try to do. And then um, I I went through a period, I guess you, I would call it my midlife crisis, when I realized that I wasn't doing anything creative for myself. I was doing everything, you know, I was doing all the things that are, that you're supposed to do, But there was that part of me that was not satisfied. And so I I kind of looked around and explored a lot of creative outlets. I did comedy. I did acting. I did – and then I kind of found myself uh, drawn to the screenplay writing, and one thing led to another. So it was really – it was a desire to let that creative part of me out to play that really lured me into – what i'm doing now which is writing and i find that it's it's very satisfying it's great to know that you can actually create a book see it hold it in your hand share it with somebody else talk to people about it and have you know have that that audience that you hope is out there so it's uh it's just part of the creative process and I find that those people who are what I would call more creatively oriented, if they're not able to express that in some way, they feel very blocked and very, um, you know, kind of unhappy. And, And that's, I guess, how I was feeling at that point in time. So I was really happy and thankful that I lived in a place where there were other writers that I could connect with, where there were um people that I could talk to about writing and and they could provide help there were writing groups there were all kinds of opportunities if you live in a big city you know you have more opportunities of course now there's the internet and there's all kinds of online book groups but I kind of prefer the the face to face um opportunities that you have when you're when you're in a writing group and you're in a room with a bunch of people who kind of share your interests and can give you honest feedback. So um, I'm just thankful that I was able to explore that part of myself and to to bring it as far as I've been able to bring it, and I hope to continue to do that. Um, I'm in the process of right now thinking about my next novel, which will – uh, they'll have some of the same characters. I'm going to stick with Margo. She's my main character. She's a psychic, uh, but the setting is going to change. It's, she's going to go to uh, Central America, and mm-hmm. in a in a work related opportunity. But then, of course, when she gets there, she will become involved in some of the local issues that are she finds around her. So that's kind of. Um, gelling in my mind right now so I'm looking forward to getting started writing that putting that down on paper. That would definitely be interesting.
0: Um you know, involving a psyche with uh, with like the Aztec history in that area of uh, you know, of Central America and mm-hmm. and some people still practice those things. So uh, you know that's that's that would be interesting. Um I have you already began writing some pages or the idea is just flowing in your mind right well, now well the
1: ideas are there i'm taking notes and okay um, yeah so i've been in central america it's you know there are some places that you just have a connection to and mm-hmm. you go there and you feel like you know maybe i lived a life here before i'm a, I'm a big believer <laughs> in the, our nation i don't know um if some people think that's a little controversial, but I think there are some places on the globe that you're just naturally drawn to, and I think oh, yeah. that you know, you know, maybe there's a reason for that, and uh, so I feel like I have some definite connections to Central America and to the culture there. So I'm kind of I'm looking forward to getting started on this and seeing where it'll take me.
0: Um, you know, me me I. I... I do believe in that, you know that you know a past life, because some things just, you know, there's some sometimes in life. I'm sure you've gone through it plenty of times where you feel moments or see things that you're like, wow, that you know that's so, um, it's so heartwarming, or I, I feel like I've seen that before, but I know personally that I've never been here. You know, I know mm-hmm. that I've never been here before, but it feels so right. So and um, you feel so, you
1: you know, you might meet someone and it's like. I know this person, you know, or there's something about them that you really connect with that that has no basis in anything that you've ever, you know, that you've ever really known in a factual way about them. But yet, still, there's that connection, and um, you know, I, I I think that there's more to to it than just your imagination. I I'm a firm believer, so. Um, I have experiences with you know with some events happening and um a lot of people have, have actually done a hypnotic regression and gone back to past lives and that's something that sounds like it would be interesting to pursue. Mhm.
0: Yeah. So um we we've kind of gone all around of what what you're doing right now. Uh you have a couple of book signings coming up. Um is there anything else you'd like to mention? you know maybe or are you really into your your um just writing right now
1: well i'm also um i also work as a career counselor and okay. so i'm i'm always kind of um you know have that in the back of my mind i i work with women uh mostly young mothers who are just you know who who are uh finishing a training program and they're going out into the world of work. So, I try to encourage those those people. And I'm actually I work with a, an organization called Dress for Success. And it's an international organization. We collect clothing. Um, there's I forget. I think there are about 60 um, affiliates around the world and we collect clothing for women who need something to wear to an, a job interview. And so the women come in they they get a they get a suit, they get a handbag, they get some shoes they you know they might get some jewelry and in the meantime um you know we we help them to start to really you know process what they are going to be experiencing as part of their interview, and we try to kind of um prep them for the interview in hopes that it will go well and and you know that'll lead to a job for them. So I'm really that's another part of what I do. I do I'm doing that a couple of days a week, and I'm really uh, I feel it's a it's just a great opportunity to to help people get a hold in the in the job market, which is super tough right now. So um, I'm always glad to be able to do that.
0: Well, I think it's fabulous. I definitely like the the idea of dress for success. I know in high school we um there was a day called dress for success and pretty much we just had to like wear a suit or you know office mm-hmm. clothing. But uh-huh. is there um is there anywhere that people can actually donate? Can people spend in clothing um well for this? um and
1: you're mm-hmm. you're in you're in Miami, correct? hmm Yeah, I'm in Miami. I'm pretty sure that there is a dress for success affiliate in Miami. We're in most of the major cities. And right mm-hmm. now, um we are in the, and this is pretty much across the board for every affiliate. Of course, in in Miami, you're you. What when you say winter, it doesn't really mean the same thing as it does up here. Oh, not at all. Not at all. But um, <laughs> I, encourage, I encourage I <laughs> encourage your listeners to to really go to the internet and check out uh, Dress for Success in their in their town, and a lot of companies actually have a suit drive, and they collect suits and handbags and shoes and they and then they bring them over to to dress for success and then we make sure that they get to the right people.
0: Um and she is right guys I just actually looked it up there is one here in Miami um it's dressforsuccess.org um mm-hmm. you look at the city Miami and it's pretty much all there so um mm-hmm. that's that's very nice very interesting. So um uh, Ms uh Ms. Lee uh we've already mentioned that people can buy your well we can Remind them that they can buy your paperback books on your website, LeeFishman.com. Mm-hmm. You also have a Twitter, Lee Fishman uh, with the number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a Facebook page or anything like that that people can uh, reach you out to?
1: Um, I'm on Pinterest, so Lee Fishman okay. is on Pinterest. Um, and let me think what else. I think that's about it. Um, but I do encourage everybody to that is interested to check out my website, LeeFishman.net. And both of my books are are available via the internet they can also uh I also suggest for folks who are of a mind that you can go to your local public library and they will be able to obtain the books for you there through to your local public library so mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's it
0: okay that's awesome so um a uh, great interview um thank you so much for your time uh the this afternoon, and I look forward to you know to reading your your stories and to see what you come up with the second part of my uh, medium
1: Guild. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you for for talking with me, and I want to wish you a happy Halloween. And, oh, thank uh, you, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So it was great. It was great talking with you, and I'm so I do appreciate your looking up Dress for success, and uh, you might find. If you're ever looking for a great place to to uh to volunteer and to really uh help other people and learn about your success you might want to connect with them it's a great organization it it does
0: sound very interesting and you know um some things there's so much uh you know as a philanthropist there's so much that you can do uh but this is definitely important and like you mentioned uh you know business wise career wise that's that that it makes, it's part of our life, a major part. So supporting something like that, you know,
1: uh, Dress for Success. And it's is, a great um, way to give back. It's definitely mm-hmm. a great way to give back. So, All right. well, thanks again. Well, I appreciate having you. been on the you show. And uh-huh. I look forward to, to hearing more from you. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. You yes. have a great day. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: So there you have it. It's Lee Fishman, author of Medium Guild. Um, make sure to check her out, leefishman.net. Buy her um, e her book is available on Amazon for the Kindle, uh, pretty cheap, like four bucks. Um, or if you like reading paperbacks, you can go to her website and buy the book, free shipping. So yeah, that's about it. And as is for us, keep up with us through the SashaMarinashow.com. Our Facebook page is the Marina Show, Give it a like. Uh, Keep up with me through Twitter and Instagram, Sasha Marina. I was just at the kind of like the pre-event for the Life You Want tour, Oprah's tour, and uh, it was pretty interesting. There's definitely got a lot of free awesome stuff thanks to the sponsors like Ikea, Camry, um, Ole, CoverGirl, P&G, all that awesome stuff. So, um, yeah, and Orgullosa, a major head sponsor. So, um, yeah, bye-bye.